on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I am going to insist that you all stop listening to our podcast and go watch Miss Universe. Okay, finish the podcast, then go watch Miss Universe. In this episode, Sam gets a boner. That is true. Also, we learned how you can rub your frothy ox with your very own Tara Levinsky. And on that note, Merry Christmas. Happy Solstice, Happy Yule, Merry Krampus, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all the things, holidays, all the holidays, drink, be merry, don't drink, we don't care. Like you hit that button as soon as that button goes, and it's just like a little piece of air, like goes like right in. It's like, <gasps> is it nerves? Are you nervous? Maybe. I don't know. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. This is Diana. This is Liz. And uh, this week we're going to talk about season three, episode 10 Dream a Little Dream of Me. Cool. So, what's going on, Diana? How are you? A uh, whole lot of nothing going on in my world. Uh, we're uh, we're just riding 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 that Omicron, Omicron wave. So uh, that's all I got. Now we just count down to Christmas. There we go. How about that? Omicron nom 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 wave. <laughs> Necronomicronon. I don't know. Necron- nec- I like Necronomicon. Necronom Necronomicon. Maybe neck it, neck it. I don't know. Why did we just summon something real weird? Like yeah. it's just like the world's ugliest demon. He's got like, <laughs> he's got the sniffles. <laughs> he, he only got like half of his vaccination and now he can't find a second dose because everybody's freaking out. And he's just this oh, poor little God. worried demon. Oh. A whole lot of cotton swabs. Just, just fucking cotton swabs. So many cotton swabs. That's like the new Krampus. Like instead of Krampus beating children with sticks, he's taking cotton swabs. (laughs) Naughty children get a COVID test. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. But yeah, we're just counting down to Christmas. By the time this episode airs, it'll be Christmas Eve Eve. I was like, it's not. I was like, now it's not going to be Christmas. (laughs) Christmas Eve Eve. There we go. And I love holidays, as you know. So there we go. So tonight I'm just hanging. I've been uh, working. We've got some uh, uh, countdown to some time with family and uh, I am enjoying a glass of red wine, uh, McPherson uh, red table wine. Sarah's with my excitement. Tell me about yours. You've got way more excitement than me. I have many things that have happened in this past week, but two things I think everybody needs to know about. One is I went to Twisted Christmas, which is, there is a town in Smithville, Texas. So if you've ever seen the movie Hope Floats, that is Smithville, Texas's claim claim to fame, fame, claim to fame. Yeah, Um, that was filmed there. So Harry Connick Jr. and Sandra Bullock filmed Hope Floats in that town. It's pretty much all that town has done. 
Um, it's actually pretty, it's a lovely little town, but that's pretty much what they've got until somebody decided to build this village for uh, Halloween, you know, haunt, haunted attractions, right? So, and we, I told you guys, I went to that over Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that, so that, you know, just imagine it's a structure where in the middle of it, there are a couple of bars, but like picnics, I don't know how, what t- how to describe it, like outdoorsy bars, like not like a tiki bar, just like a shitty resort outdoor bar. How about that? Uh, and then there <laughs> is the Halloween museum and then a few structures and areas that they designate that they can change in and out and a couple of stages. So they change this into a Christmas theme um, for the holidays. And, but it's a twisted Christmas. So there are haunted houses, but they're all holiday themed. So there is like the, uh, there was one that was like multiple holiday themed. And there was this very creepy dude in a Valentine's Day outfit that kept like, he kept following me around and trying to get me to be his Valentine. like Like a Cupid? No, oh, <laughs> just kidding. like a it's sad, a sad child. I don't know, <laughs> but I, but so they're like, there's all these characters in this park, and because it's not Halloween, is not as crowded as it was. Right. It's also supposed to be really cold. It was not, um, and then of course the Necronoma Omicron, maybe like that does, but that doesn't affect people in the Podunk, Texas. They don't give a shit. No. Um, so. They also have these, they have like a ton of different crampuses, like all different stages of them. Uh, the, the people dressed up are dressed up as different like versions of weird and misfit Christmas thing or holiday things. So yeah. lots of like weird elves, uh, like like snow queen type stuff. Uh, some like just various things like that. And there's a Grinch and um, there was a Mr. and Mrs. Claus and you could get your picture taken either with Krampus, the Grinch or Mr. and Mrs. Claus depending on I guess which way like you kind of leaned there was also a Krampus parade which was quite quite exciting and this band shit I can't Um, remember their name I sent you a video of them I have multiple videos of this band that were playing rock versions mainly of Christmas songs um they I, I was like man do with you they live in their mom's house or do they all share a trailer like and i'm pretty sure like the band all of them shared a trailer but the people who work in this park just fascinate me because i know like i recognize people working there over christmas that were working there over out of halloween are these like hillbilly carnies but, but not the teenagers, right? So they're mainly like, I think high school or young college kids. Okay. So, but like, this is the only place I get to work in town, right? So there were people in there that I'm pretty sure were under 18 that were working. But yeah. I also, I think people kept getting mad because I kept saying he's a child. And he was like, I'm not a child. And I'm like, but you are. And uh-huh. so yeah. I don't, I can't, but also they been, were in if I was If I was 18 and someone called me a child, I would have been very indignant myself. Yeah, so. right. And they could have been like 12. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, and the, I'm, the, I'm that child. Uh, but so obviously in my mind, there's also, there was this one guy, I think, I don't know if I, I don't think I sent you the video of him. He was dressed as, 
I want to say a weird Christmas clown. I don't, I don't even know what he was, but I, I recognized him from Halloween and he was like always by himself and he was older. He was like, it is like, I would say probably forties, like forties okay. or fifties. So it's kind of creepy. And, you know, uh, my friend went to go inside the museum and I was like, my ass is sitting down because I'm old and fat and my ankle hurt. So, and I was really, really tired. It's been, it's been a long couple of weeks for me all. I've been doing a lot of shit. So, you know, after wandering through a couple of haunted houses or was sitting out there with like, I have a beer and I picked a table and was kind of like resting my hand, laughing at the hilarity of whatever this band is happening right. over there and the people dancing to it. And the clown comes up to me and he's just like, you look like you're ready to go to sleep. And I'm just like, oh God, is this where the chloroform comes? Like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, is, yeah. Is that, a, is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> like I, uh, but I just know like the, these people, you know, they work the, this festival for, you know, like two months straight. And they're probably the only people that hang out with this, you know, each other. And you know, there's like weird, cause they're all like high school and young college age kids for the most part. Right. Besides like the couple of weird, creepy yeah. older adults, like, you know, like everybody's hooking up and like, so there's like all sorts of like romances that are happening. And then like people are breaking up and now there's someone who didn't want to work like one of the haunted houses because Joey is in that one. And he cheated on Taylor with, you know, like, you know, that drama is happening and somebody needs to make a documentary about this fucking place. Cause you know, it's, weird and you know it would be glorious so that that's my pitch netflix all right so that's number one the second glorious thing is after i went to twisted christmas i was like i am so fucking tired and i was just you know be, easing into my my couch hole and i had you my youtube app on and i don't know why in the recommendations it recommended miss universe but holy shit balls it is the best thing that has been on television in the past decade and i do not understand why everybody is not screaming about this all right so but to really get it you can't watch like the winners ones you can't watch the 10 like the top 10 or whatever you've got to watch the preliminaries so there's like 70 countries right and there i only okay the only preliminaries i watched was the costumes and the evening gown and I started with the evening gown, you know, I, I like clothes, I'm a fashion yeah. person. So I'm like, yeah, I want to look at these gowns. And then I started listening to what they're saying. All right. So this is Miss Universe 2021. So women who are competing in this have to be more than somebody in a swimsuit and they want you to know it a lot yeah. So it's like how, like, they're basically listing like all the charities these women work for, but you could tell like which ones, like they start like, I'm like, oh, that's your mother's charity that you're on the board for. And then it's like, <laughs> like, and then there are ones that just got like super ridiculous. Like she loves the environment and drives an electric car. Like they literally were saying like, she drives an electric car as like part of like why she's a good person. Like I know one of them said she was vegan. I heard so much like she loves to do yoga. Oh um, she got a rescue dog because she loved animals. Like the most most like Forced. ridiculous fucking shit you have ever heard so it's 
open a bottle of wine and watch the shit out of that one. Okay, so that one is good just because it's ridiculous that level. But then I was like, let's look at the costumes. It's the it's supposed to be the national costume, right? Right. And I saw pictures of those online recently. So yeah, yeah. But you've got to watch it with the video because the video is what makes it best. All right. So first off, there are some of these on there are the most stunning and amazing things I have ever seen. Somebody yeah. paid somebody to do a lot of work in this because not I don't think any of, of these these girls not, did that. If, if, these, are, these are not DIY costumes. Yeah, if they did, fuck yeah, girl. Like you you yeah. got some skills. But even just like going with it, like just amazing fucking costumes. And then somebody comes out and like a bodysuit with like a like a sash on it. And then they have to like, especially they're following like these like these huge elaborate things. And then like I saw one, like literally for like a minute, it was like massage massage and she picked it up it was like floating it behind her and then kind of looked at the camera like do i have to keep doing this and you can see some director on the other side going yes then she's like massage, keep going, keep going, keep going. massage. so she does that it one girl's costume like completely disintegrates like this like the, during like her number is smashed oh, no. someone other girl is like waiting on the other side of the stage right when her number is getting pushed because this girl this is like costume is literally falling apart it's all over the stage there oh, are stage hands coming in she doesn't know what to do people are like pe- you know, sound people are coming on stage like like it's just fucking chaos, chaos. it's it. glorious and like so far Finally, like they usher her off, and then um, <laughs> the other girl comes on after her, and you can see in her face she's like, Wah! and she just wants to kill that woman so bad, and like she's trying to like trying so hard to smile, but like she's like gonna fucking kill like all of you, and then like <laughs> the announcers are like at some point, then another one goes, and now again for some strange reason is Miss blah 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 or like some country just went twice for like no reason. Then the best part though is especially the girls that are how do I say from the uh more European side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um in order to make their costumes, they all did ancestry DNA tests. And they give the results of the tests in their little blurbs. So it'll be like, and Helica is, you know, proud to wear her Finnish flag. She has 92% Finnish according to her ancestry DNA and also 7% blah, blah, blah. And then like over half. Proving their pedigree or something for their country. Weird. Or just like, especially they have like, they wanted to have more than one country. They'd be like, oh, and according to my DNA, I can because they have like, it is just like, the, it's the weirdest fucking thing I have ever seen. Like, it, who would have thought that that is what Ancestry DNA would one day become? A Miss Universe pageant with, Hi- with Heidi from Nebraska wanting to justify the feather she has on her outfit. Like, it's, but it's it's fucking glorious. I, I highly recommend it. Go sit down. Like you've got to watch it with sound. You've got to commit as commit to at least ten minutes, and then you will just be you'll be in it, and Noted. and then you'll be mad. It's like so long, and then you'll eventually you'll give up because I did because you're like I'm fine. You're just like okay, this is a lot. But you sent me the link, and I'm like that's really long. And I then I was watching uh, Princess Switch three, so I was distracted. Yeah. 
I know, but now because, you know because, that- because one and two left so many, so many unanswered questions. So many unanswered questions <gasps> that we had to have. Doesn't she become like a robot in the third one? No, no robot. Vanessa Hudgens just keeps playing more and more characters in each one, though. <laughs> Is she? Are they clones? Or are they tw- nope. they sisters? No, nope. no, nope. distant relatives. Aliens? No, they're just relatives. Doppelgangers? Doppelganger kind of relatives. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Can we use it? Can we use them to break an ancient vampire werewolf curse? Ooh, maybe. Could that be Princess Switch 4? Yes, please. Crossover. Crossover. Vampire Diaries crossover. Go. Um, So, So. oh, and I am drinking the red wine that was in my fridge. That is just whatever this bottle is. is. Um, I know it's a Coke de Rhone. Um, I opened it a couple of days ago and it was, this is how tired, I'm too tired to drink wine. And like, so I keep like wasting all these bottles. So I'm like, oh, I want a glass of wine. Uh, and then I have a glass of wine and then the bottle gets put away and they're just dying. Terrible. Terrible. Alcohol abuse at its worst. So, all right, let's talk a little supernatural because that is what we're here for. Yes. I think sort of. Sure. We'll go with it. All right. So dream a little dream of me. Uh, this is season three, episode 10. It first aired February 7th, 2008. And this was written by Steve Boyum, and he directed Crossroad Blues. And then, so that was the first one he directed, and then he'll have many more along the way. Um, This was uh, Catherine Humphrey, I forget her her name, Catherine Humphreys, I guess, uh, wrote this with Sarah Gamble. So we know those chickies. And yeah, so I will say there's some things, just right off the bat, um, from a background so a lot of this was supposed to be like an 80s horror movie especially dean's parts like okay. so what it, what is now dean versus dean was originally supposed to be jason and they had gotten what they thought were the rights to the jason character and so it was going to be that it was going to be very more slasher-y okay. and then three days before they were set set to film um they called and said oh wait we don't actually own the rights oh fun so you're you're fucked so, so they rewrite rewrite your shit they rewrite and i think when we get to that point i i actually don't think it's a terrible thing no, as much as I, I don't yeah. like that uh, story-wise it's pretty good um the other thing and i'm just gonna say it now because i didn't note in here where it was but so the there's a really good story for when bobby is lying in the hospital bed um mm-hmm. and jared kept uh basically fucking with his toes while like they were shooting to try and make him laugh and was like squeezing as hard as he could and doing li- this little piggy went to market on on his toes which i just think is i think is awesome so yeah. maybe I remember when we get to that part but i know i forgot to write it in my notes so i would probably forget again all right yeah. so we are going to start off we start off with bobby kind of searching a house and it's like this house looks really familiar and 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 they tie in in a minute why but it's a few minutes we've learned why but it's basically it's bobby's house just without all his clutter his research clutter around so bobby's searching on this house with a flashlight and you hear a scream and he gets tackled and you're like what the fuck bobby just got attacked this is crazy but then you cut and you and you see that he's asleep in a bed Mm -hmm. like this really fucking kick-ass motel 
like fucking bad ass room. Oh my God. It's got like the, it's got like the, the room divider in like by the door is like Escher style. It's just fucking killer. It's the peacock room in a, in a motel. Okay. Well, I like it. No, I meant in a good way. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's like going, like they took the restaurant, oh, yeah, yeah. the peacock no, like room. Yes, you're right. It's like the peacock and, room from, from New Orleans. Absolutely. In a motel room. It's got like, yeah. it's just so fucking cool. Great, great jewel tones, great design, great art. I want to stay in this room. Yeah. I'm a sucker. Like that's that teal. Oh my God. Ugh. That is like my favorite blue and I'm like, would I get sick of that room? I don't know. Like, I love it, but would I get sick of it? No. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I just started calling the motel Birdland. So. Okay. So the housekeeping comes into the motel room is like, oh, sorry. And then, but she realizes he's not waking up. So she tries to wake him up and he doesn't. And you cut, to, you keep cutting, seeing Bobby getting, dreaming about getting attacked while housekeeping is trying to wake him up. And then she calls for help. How many like poor maids do you think have had to the situation? <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I mean, that, I feel I like it's that common. I mean, like, it's like a once, like, is it rare for that to happen in maids life? Maids, let us know. Like if, if you, if you're in the industry, do you find dead bodies? Yeah. Or unconscious <laughs> bodies. Or, yeah. I mean, so we've got, um, we cut to a bar and a uh, long train running by Doobie brothers is playing while Sam is sitting alone drinking which wouldn't be like that big of a deal, except for Dean comes in and points out that like uh, you're drinking at two in the afternoon by yourself. And so anyways, which is yeah. much more of a Dean thing to do than a Sam thing to do. Yeah. And if it's like a mimosa Sam, we would understand like everyone. Right. You're, drinking whiskey at you're drinking with straight whiskey at two. I think yeah. you've got a problem. Yeah. Like beer, and I, and wine, I, whatevs, you're fine. Yeah. But like, and like, I, I didn't even see anything that hinted to like a waffle or something. So you pretend that you were having brunch and this is why you're drinking at two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. No, nothing. So, um, but, and, and Sam just tells Dean that like, this, this is a very, it's a very emotional episode about the brothers, whether, I mean, good or bad, they do a lot of talking about their feels. Um, Sam expresses that he's sad that he can't save Dean. So Dean, of course, wants to drink too now. So and uh, uh, Sam's just upset that Dean's going to go to hell and become a demon. So obviously Dean has relayed the information that he learned at the end of our last episode to Sam. And, um, and he's mad that, and Sam's mad that Dean doesn't want to be saved. And then they get a phone call, Mr. Snyderson. I didn't grab that name. That's all on you. Yeah. Mr. Snyderson is what they called Dean. And ends oh, up- I get it. Snyder son. All right, I'll go. I'll go with it. D. Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And then um, we cut to the hospital where Bobby's unconscious. But, and the doctor's basically like, look, he's healthy, but he's not waking up. We don't really know what the fuck's going on. And we can't wake him up because we don't know what's causing this. So there you go. So now all we know is that Bobby's unconscious and not at home. So um, the brothers go to the motel where he was found and they're talking about like, he must've been here for a job. Like, what was he doing? Because apparently they're in Pittsburgh. We find yeah, out. and they're, you're not going to Pittsburgh unless somebody pays you to. You're just not. <laughs> Must be working a job or an extremely lame vacation is the line. But, um, and they're searching for research. And of course, what do they find? It doesn't look like they'll find it at first, but they find the murder wall behind all the clothes in the closet. 
Do you think Bobby was just like, I really like these birds and I don't want to put these pictures on it? He was like, I just want to fuck up the wallpaper. (laughs) He was just like, no, no, this is too nice. I let's let's just go to the closet. Like, no one's gonna that closet's ugly. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and they find an obituary of Dr. Walter Gregg, and there's a lot of just weird pictures on this murder wall. And uh there's lots of pictures of plants. It's just a lot, it's a lot of like weird stuff too. It's just kind of it was just an odd. It was, it was just like all of their murder walls. It was a very interesting collage. Remind me when we get back to Laura, and I think we can probably figure out why it looks the way it did, but go on. All right. Yeah. So um, Dean's at some, uh, the doctor's office, this Dr. Walter Gregg, that's his obituary they had found. And basically- oh, oh, you also missed on the, on the murder wall, the, this, uh, sil- uh, which I probably should have looked up how this fucking thing is said. Uh, the, the, one of the plants was, uh, silene capensis. How we, how do, how do we think we want to say this? I don't know. Celine S I S I L E N E Celine. Yeah. All right. We'll go with Celine and then capensis C A P E N S I S capensis. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's of note that's on the board too. And Dean's like, I don't know what that is. So that's up there. So now we are going to go to the stalking of Dr. Greg. Who apparently slutties sleep disorders and dreams. Uh, and his lab assistant was very, she's a little nervous. She's like, look, I already spoke to the other detective with the beard, the older gentleman. So obviously she spoke to Bobby we know that. And, uh, and she just goes straight on the defense. She's like, I didn't know about Dr. Greg's sleep experiments. I can't be held liable. I've already talked to an attorney. <laughs> I'm just a fucking grad student. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Just let me go and get my fucking credits. And Dean's like, oh, really? Hmm. Well, you might not be, you think you're liable, but there's new evidence. So now you have to turn over all of the research and then maybe we'll look out for you because he's a sneaky bastard. And she was really stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of funny though. Yeah, kind yeah. Of she's like, I didn't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just a grad student, man. Like, yeah. Well, and Dean's like, I'm gonna put it on your permanent record, and she's like, Oh no, not my permanent record. Did you ever believe anything about a permanent record? When I was young, I did. When I by the time I was like in junior high, I'm like, that's not a thing. I mean, yeah, I, I also just like to see what was in my folder. I wanted to get like the weirdest shit possible in there. Okay, but right. junior high, I still cared. High school, I didn't care, and and and, and I knew by then it didn't exist. Yeah, no college. You know, no if, you're, if you're if you're if you permanent record. Teen, sorry, if you're a teenager, no college is looking at your shit. The yeah. only way, they, maybe if you get expelled, they'll know. Maybe, yeah. but yeah. even then, they're not gonna know. And unless like, unless like, it's like, on I'm your transcript, like a brief suspension, whatever. None of that matters. They don't give a shit. Yeah, so, well, suspension's not gonna be in your transcript, so yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Skip school, kids. All right. So, um, so we've got uh, we're going to a dorm room. Yes. So we're at, Dean goes to this dorm and ends up this guy like this weird looking dude. Like I don't know. I say weird looking dude. I call him a dorm dude. I think throughout because I don't know what else to call him for a while until we get his name a little later. But anyways, you can just call him bra. Bra. He's very he's very bra. Like he should be. Like this guy played hacky sack recently. He's got fris- uh, frisbee golf discs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got disc golf. He's, he's got disc golf discs. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy has a puka uh, necklace somewhere. He does. Uh, he is wearing a one of the smaller shell necklaces throughout this episode. Just saying. Yeah. Um, and he and so he's like, yeah, I was a test. I was doing. The, I was a test subject, but I dropped out. 
hey, do you want a beer? And dude's like, oh, sure, I'm off the clock. I'll take a beer. And then talk about how, like, he apparently had, like, a head injury as a child, so doesn't dream. And the, the doctor was using this yellow tea, and it made him have, like, these super vivid dreams, like a bad acid trip. But he didn't like it, uh, so he dropped out of the study because it was scary. Yeah. So what he has is Charcot or Charcot. I'm going to get all the weird words this time. Damn it. Uh, I'm Charcot, you go for it. Yeah. Charcot Wilbram syndrome. Uh, so basically it, this is according to psychology says.net. Um, it is a strange neural and they use strange. So I don't know how medical this, this uh, website is because doctors oh, typically don't no. put strange when they're defining things but whatever so it's a strange neurological condition in which the person suffering from it feels that like that he has lost the ability to dream however what really happens is that the patient suffers from visual agnosia accompanied by loss of the ability to remember mentally or retrieval of images in the mind since according to studies of REM sleep processes they remain intact and usually it is caused by an injury to the occipital lobe uh, that is the most time they've, they've had it so like jeremy thinks like well i just can't dream man you, yeah. you know just like but he's dreaming devil. he just doesn't remember him yeah yeah it's like yeah you can actually you can for sure dream you just can't remember it and yeah. being how fucked up my dreams are i'm like that sounds goddamn heavenly like please for the love like, like can i can i aim the hit just right like just like, like okay, my, so the the, my occipital is right here so just like I've smacked that a, f- a number of times and it has not worked, but, um, but oh. so yeah, that's why Jeremy is like that. So um, also someone gives you a yellow liquid. Just don't, don't drink, don't drink yellow is teas. That like, is that like in the category of like, don't eat yellow snow? I think so. Like, like if I go, Hey, like I'd like some tea and they give it to me and it looks like pee. I'm not going to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll kind of figure out why that, I think that that is a, that's wrong. It shouldn't have been a yellow tea, but whatever. Um, So he had, he basically says that he had dreams, like he took acid and Dean's like, oh yeah. And like, so this, we clearly learned that Dean has uh, eaten some tabs of acid. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh wow. He knew exactly what a bad trip was supposed to be like. Yeah. So we cut back to Dean at the hospital with Bobby and Sam enters and has figured out that like, whatever this guy's using it's based in with the basis for it is this african dream root um that's used for dream walking and calls it serious mojo and makes a freddy krueger reference uh and that basically you could kill someone in their sleep with practice did i leave anything big out i'm just trying to get the highlights but i know you got the important um and um so they're like well if they can kill someone in their sleep why is bobby still alive and um Anyways, and we'd see that him like being attacked in his dream and screaming for help. And it's really upsetting. Yeah, but this is why I don't like this episode. I don't like- being trapped in your own mind kind of thing. I don't like being trapped in my own mind. I don't like it when Bobby is upset. Stop upsetting Bobby. Like, it's not okay. Like, uh-huh. I, I can't, it's, it's just like, I can't watch, like, I can't watch grown men cry. Like, would you blame yeah. my father? Like, don't upset Bobby. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, in Buffy, Joss Whedon would use Willow as that for a lot of things because they knew, like, if he really wanted to fuck with the audience, he would fuck with Willow because they would have, like, that emotional connection to her yeah. and they would feel worse. And right. I feel that way when somebody fucks with Bobby and Bobby is upset and I want it to stop. So that is one of the reasons that I hate this. Um, 
also, yes, being stuck in your own nightmare. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think I have enough nightmares that I was like, yeah, I would be fine in the situation. We're cool. Um, right, so we're your go- own mind is freaky to me, but yeah. So yeah. the guys are leaving, uh, and they make a reference to um, homicidal Sandman is one of the references made, which I was amused by. Um, and uh, yeah, that basically they piece together that this, you know, maybe it was this, maybe one of the test subjects freaked out. There was a really sketchy research. So it's hard to even tell who was being researched and participating. Um, and so, but Dean's like, fuck it, let's go. Let's go dreamwalk in Bobby's head. And Sam's like, this is probably a terrible idea. But Dean's like, Man, I bet Bella can get us some African dream route. Well, okay. so first off, they're like, we're fresh out of African dream route. So unless you know someone who can score some and they do make it sound like it's really, really hard to get a hold of this. That is serious mojo. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to tell you? It's everywhere on the internet. Go buy it on Amazon. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of lore, a little bit of Liz's home shop, very little Liz's home haunted shopping network. Cause I'm tired of fucking up my algorithms. <laughs> First off, let's talk about African Dream Route. So this Dream Route with the fun name of Celine Kapensis is what we decided on, which kind of sounds like Tara Lipinski. So we're just going to call it Tara Lipinski. All right. (laughs) So the African Dream Route, Tara Kapinski, comes from the eastern side of South Africa. And it's good. So here is another like fun things for Liz to pronounce. Um, So it's from the the eastern side of South Africa and the uh, group of South Africans who live there, their tribe, culture, name, whatever. It's uh, not whatever. Sorry, that sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. Uh, is spelled capital X-H-O-S-A. And it is one of the languages that have clicks in it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't try to pronounce that. No, I, I watched like a ton of things. Uh, Trevor Noah's mom is, is from there. And there's like a whole bunch of things on it. And then I was like, no, anyway, I try and do this. It's going to sound fucking real bad. Nope. Yeah. So I'm just not going to do that. Um, but closest thing I'll just say it's so it's a, um, that's just what I'm going to say. I know it's not the correct, but we're just leaving out that top part, but all right. So, but it's been used by shamans of that region for thousands of years. So they're right. It's really old, you know, so they, they got that part, right. Um, it's also known as white paths when, and some other name that I can't pronounce. Um, it's fragrant white flowers only open at night, which I love. I love a night blooming flower. I think that's fucking awesome. And when they open up, they're very, it's very fragrant and they have like a very hypnotizing aroma. But it is uh, believed that the psychoactive qualities of the plant are found within the root. And they are caused by the triterpenoid saponins in there, whatever those things do. I don't know. So I guess those things make you try because... That's that's what they do. All right. So the, I think what this is also kind of interesting. So the effects of this manifest during sleep as lucid dream states. And the, a lot of you say prophetic or, or mystical, religious, et cetera, dream states. But so like if you take it in whatever form you take it, like during the day, 
you're not going to really feel anything. Like some people say like, it's kind of foggy and they get like, you can get like nauseous. Oh, you're going to want to puke. Like that that's good. That's going to happen. No, you won't. Cause you're supposed to puke. It's part of it. Uh, when oh, you go like, into, like, yeah. Or ayahuasca. Um, yeah. but like, you can kind of see some like wavy lines in the air, like some maybe like flashers, tracers but, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Tracers and stuff, but nothing like nothing intense until you go to sleep. And then when you go to sleep, that's when you have the experience. But I think it's really interesting just from a psychotropic like effect, like that's pretty, like, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, yeah, but don't usually go to sleep to get away from it. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I'm ready to just be done. I'm gonna go to bed. Like, there is nothing. I mean, so I've heard that there is nothing worse than being on a really long acid trip and just wanting to go to sleep. And like, it just won't stop. Like, I've heard that's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Pity to anybody who's gone through that. Um, Okay. So within um, their culture, though, uh, dreams are seen as gifts or messages from your ancestors. Um, the dreams are off, your ancestors are often characterized as white winds, which is what white paths, or ghosts. And in the dreams, ancestors can impart healing guidance or knowledge to their descendants, or, you know, like naggy about why your thighs are big or why you don't have children, which is I'm pretty sure what my ancestors would be saying to me. Like, like I, I get that your culture like really respects your elders, but I don't know if I want to talk to like my dead grandparents. Like they were mean. Like, do I, do I get to pick what ancestors? Can I like get like a Rolodex with them and be like, no, nah, no, nah, you were kind of an asshole. Like, no, like you did some horrible things in your life. Like it works that way. I want to get to like the cool. I want to get to the cool courtesan, like the one like because we've got like one ancestor who is like a courtesan in uh, Charlemagne's court. And I'm like, I want to go find her. Like, yeah, can I go talk to the fancy would. prostitute? All right. Uh, so anyway, so that's a lot of reasons why people are using this in a ritualistic fashion. Right. So, mm-hmm. to, so to make it and how you make it is going to vary depending on who's doing it, why you're doing it. Different ethnic groups are going to have different things. Um, but traditionally, it's going to include the intentional vomiting and purging. It's just part of it. Well, they so, left that out of this episode. That's for damn sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, so there's some the ways that they did it that are different than they usually do. So uh, for, for the basic preparation is you just take the root and you kind of smash it and you put it into water and then you whisk it. And then basically you whisk it until a white foam has been created. Right. So basically you make it like, yeah. Okay. So they, it was foamy. It was, it yeah. was foamy. Yeah, and then you eat the foam, and then you should go to sleep, right? Or sometimes some of these rituals, and we'll talk about them later, like that are all day long. You just keep drinking this all day until you, you just keep puking and drinking. Oh. Um, I mean, so, puke and rally is one thing, but that sounds awful. Yeah. Um, so if uh, you don't want to drink the foam, drink the foam. Um, you can also take a capsule. I did see also see capsules for sale, but if you want to have your own sleep drunk lab, you know, like your own, you can be your own Walter White with your African dream root. Um, you can, you can take the, the root and then you grind it down into a powder and then you put it into gel caps. And now you've got your own dream root pills yeah. and you want to consume between 500 milligrams and a maximum of three grams a day um, over a period period of a few days and it's oh. best to start with a small dose to get used to it and then work oh. your way up like okay that sounds a lot okay uh, so it is complicated but not as complicated as this 
So if, say, you wanted to use this in a ceremonial ritual, like one to um, honor someone who has passed, I'm assuming what that says. So this is, uh, so it's a, a mortuary ritual. So I'm assuming that's for someone who's moved on. All right. So in order to honor this person, what you're going to do, you're going to get an ox. Right. So you got your ox. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I know, I this, took a, turn. this took a big turn already. I'm like, yep. what? All right. So, so you get an ox. And, and the ox real high. No, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to take your foamy mixture that you made, right? With this root. Yeah. And then you're going to rub it on the ox. Um, yeah. So you rub it, you rub it on the ox and then you kill it. So now like you kill the frothy ox. <laughs> then because that wasn't enough to the poor ox. The frothy then, ox. <laughs> then you take out its gallbladder and you squeeze the bile out of it and you sprinkle it all over it. And then you can eat the ox. I didn't see if it gets cooked. Hope it does. I don't know. Um, and then you drink your non-fat, foamy, you know, purple root latte thing. And you go to sleep. And then you go talk to grandma and see what, you know, see if she's still pissed that you, you know, didn't marry that guy. Um, oh, um, my God. So, I, so that's for the mortuary. So there's another one, which is, you know, a religious experience. And this is basically like three days of this. So oh, pretty much um, you can join these initiates and their religious experience. So basically they are drinking and rubbing themselves down with their silent cappuccinos. That's what they're calling them now. So, you know, they're uh, <laughs> they're Tiffany Hatchins uh, or Hardwicks. I don't, <laughs> I just don't know what we're calling these things. So, but anyway, uh, so pretty much like they want it, like they like the best way to do it is to do it on an empty stomach, right? So you drink until you almost want to puke, and then you stop, and then you keep going, and then at some point, then you just start puking. And some weird, some weird, like yeah, bulimic bender. Yeah, but so also during this time, like, so while you're partying down, drinking all your dream root, um, you can't eat meat, you can't drink booze, and you can't bone. Sorry. So you, which is probably good because no one wants to bone you right now. Like, like you're, you're, <laughs> you're puking or almost puking. You're probably like burping bile at this point at a minimum. Yeah. And your mouth tastes like fucking dream African root, dream which I'm going to bet is the fro- you got that froth you got a little froth mustache on <laughs> yeah just like a permanent like it's just like dried now it's like dried milk like you, you've got a cocaine uh, lip and yeah <laughs> and nobody wants to make out with you right now anyways no. so you're cool no, yeah, no, yeah. You're but uh so the other thing you know in here they said you know oh like it's just so hard to come by and this is just from the first website i went to which was where from most of this research came from so on their website from for two grams to get two grams of african dream root it's 14 dollars. seems very reasonable and yeah and then you, you can buy up to 200 grams from them and that's 125 dollars um also as someone who's been watching a lot of smuggling videos i really want to see this going through customs okay uh so on their on the place that's selling this they do have some crap about how you're using it to commune with your spirits and ancestors blah 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 but this was my favorite part of this of this website 
Our products are not certified by the FDA, neither Health Canada, for human consumption. They are sold for incense and soap-making purposes, decorative purposes, and or legitimate ethnobotanical research. Our products are not sold and intended for human consumption. The information given about the plants is for academic purposes only and not intended to be uh, used medically. New Herbals, its suppliers, agents, employees, and distributors cannot be held accountable for any misuse of the products offered. Oh, that's fun. So don't, yeah. so don't, do not make tea out of that and drink it. So basically, and the site's Waking Herbs, I'll link it. I don't, so um, they are just like, here, have this thing to drink. But don't drink it. If you drink it and you die. We're not, we're not liable. We're not responsible because we told you not to drink it. But you drank it anyways. Um, because every bit of history about this and the you know belief structure around this herb is that you're supposed to fucking drink it or rub it on an ox but also drink or it, so. you know or or massage each other with it you can also do that um take a bath i'm sure you can take a bath in it um but yeah i mean so literally yeah you can go on amazon and buy this shit and i don't yeah. like there's all different varieties of it there are some that are like rarer but they're still on amazon it's not it's not you, you, have you, to, don't, you don't need to call bella you don't need to call Bella. Although, I mean, this was 2008. But you still could have got it on, on pretty sure on eBay. Pretty yeah. sure you probably could have found the shit on eBay back then. Or at least on a Craigslist. Do yeah. a nice Craigslist ad. Find it there. Get a date. You know, do you, yeah. do you would probably be down with that. You know, like you can have this find like. an apartment and a job and get some. <laughs> that's his classified ad, you know, is Lonely Hunter on road looking for some dream route and a good time. There you go. Yeah. All right. So guys are going to call Bella and, and, and get their dream. Yeah. yeah. They're going to call Bella because that's what they think they need to do. And, uh, uh, so we get a scene where Bella shows up at their motel and drops her, and Sam answers the door and drops her jacket. And all she's wearing is a negligee and says that she can't stop thinking of him and she kisses him and then they're rolling around in bed. But guess what? Sam was fucking dreaming. You knew he was dreaming, right? Yes, I knew this wasn't right. Okay. Yeah, there was, I was like, no, like, they're not trying to pass this off as being potentially real. But I thought it was hilarious. I also thought Sam waking up his face, like, when he wakes up, he kind of has happy puppy, like, like a puppy who just got laid face. Like, I thought yeah. that was pretty adorable. It was. And, and Dean references he was making uh, happy noises and asks if he was thinking about Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt. <laughs> So anyways, apparently Bella, uh, Dean says that Bella's not going to help them. And so we've got to figure out the doctor's notes on our own, but then there's a knock at the door and who is it? But it is Bella. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. But also, and so <laughs> while they're there and like, Dean's like, Hey, can you come up and help me with this? And Sam can't get up because he has a boner and boners are always funny. We must, we must always acknowledge a boner that joke. Funny. Yeah um and she has the african dream route she's like look this is and she's nasty. wearing it yes yeah, so she was wearing a, a tan trench coat in yes, dream the dream and yes. she walks in and she's in a black trench coat yes. then we have her take the trench coat off and sam's face is like she's like taking you just like, like oh, no. she has regular clothes on it, yeah that um, was great yeah no it was funny and she said that this stuff's nasty and hard to come by lion bitch uh but she's doing it for bobby not for them because he saved her life once in flagstaff which is 
the weird reference that continues throughout this episode. Yep. Uh, so Dean takes the African dream root and kicks her out. She's pissed, but whatever. So they're like, all right, let's drink this shit. And Sam sprinkles some of Bobby's hair into it. Ew. And uh, Dean makes a joke about um, tripping and watching the Wizard of Oz and listening to the dark side of the moon. And Sam doesn't understand that, which is also hilarious that he doesn't understand uh, basic pot and drug humor because you're late. And pop culture. Because even yeah. if you're not into pot and drug humor, you probably have- Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom knows that you can sing Pink Floyd to, and that- And let people get high and do that. Yeah, well, because you're not going to fucking do it sober. Why would you do that sober? Jesus, well, I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, um, no, painful. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, uh, and we also get some more drug culture humor, you know, when there's like, feel anything? No, and like, must, and then Dean's like, maybe we got some bad swag. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're dropping your hip drug Ooh. lingo. You know what so swag cool. is. Oh, you're God. so cool, Dean. And, but then it starts raining upside down. I'm like, oh, you're so high. You're so goddamn high. <laughs> like, it was raining, it's raining upside down. Oh yeah, that's not good. But then when Dean goes to look at the window, then all of a sudden the motel room's gone and they're in an old house. It is the same house that Bobby's in. So it is Bobby's house. And uh, so they are in Bobby's head. And what's interesting too, though, in this scene, I thought they used an interesting choice of really using subdued colors inside Bobby's house specifically. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I was like, I wonder if that's intentional or not. I mean, I'm sure it was intentional, don't get me wrong. But at the moment, and we get to where it's obviously intentional, but this specific like second, you're like, oh, weird. I wonder if that's like, you know, just to show who is slightly like more subdued for the dream state versus not, but it's actually very intentional in Bobby's house, you can tell. Um, and that's where they figure out, oh my God, this is Bobby's house. Just all this clutter and books and things like that are gone. So let's search the house for him. And so uh, Dean's searching the house and then fucking Sam's like, I'm going to go look outside because it looks like it's raining outside. Uh, what? These more, how do these morons still separate when they're doing things like this? Because it's more efficient. Okay. All right, <laughs> I mean, yes, but it is not, it's more efficient if something fucked up doesn't happen. Oh, no, no, no. Like if we're a haunted house, we're not fucking separating. Like, no. I don't care. Like, if we're, no, like, we're separate. staying together, I don't care yeah. if it's more efficient and we can search faster if we split up. Fuck you. We're staying together. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, the, I'm going to have a slow person in front of me who, like, you know, like there will be a sacrifice in front of me and probably a sacrifice behind me, too. Like, you know, I'm just going to make sure I'm covered on both ends. So we're not going to split up and go outside because that's how you're going to get eaten no. by sandworms. And I really wish there was had been a sandworm that oh made God. that door that slam shut. And we're yeah. in Technicolor Dreamland. Technicolor, holy Technicolor shit. Garden. Sam, like, it's so pretty. Sam's outside of Bobby's house and it is lit fucking up. Super bright colors, super vivid. No rain, sunshine, plants and flowers and fucking car and everything. It's just beautiful. Well, and they just have saturated the shit out of the shot. They have just oh, yeah. like basically like pumped everything up. And so it's just like every it's, color is just popping yeah. on the screen and it's. And it's just a painful. really, really cool effect based on, you know, coming from the super subdued neutral tones that you're seeing inside the house yeah. to the exterior being this extreme bright, bright, um, vivid, vivid yep. colors. So it's cool. I thought it was neat. It was a really good effect to really kind of show separation of the spaces. And um, so Dean can't, so Sam can't get back in the house. The door slams him outside. Dean's still searching the house for 
Bobby and manages to find him. Dean's trying to explain to Bobby how they got there. Bobby just doesn't get it. He just keeps saying she's coming. Um, and uh, Dean's like, no, no, this is a fucking dream. And he's like, does that look made up? And there's a woman walking towards them with looks like multiple wounds that she's bleeding. She had previously bled from on her chest, walking towards them. And uh, the door that they were trying to get out of slams locking them in the room with her. And Dean asks who it is. And Bobby says, she's my wife. And I wrote WTF. So remind me, and this was something I was trying to think of. Up until this point, do you know anything about Bobby's wife? Have they talked anything about it in the show? Nope. Okay, not really. Cool. Not, to, not to my recollection. Okay. I was because it, sometimes it's hard for me. I'm like, because it's. Yeah, no, it runs together. Yeah, I got you. No, so we show, we show um, so Sam and Dean are obviously unconscious in their motel room, but they're in dream walking in Bobby's head. Sam's just strolling around in the backyard at Bobby's place in his <laughs> technicolor dream backyard. Um, and Dean and Bobby are inside. And the wife, um, Bobby's wife, is asking why Bobby did that to her. And he's like, I wouldn't hurt you. And she's like, no, you stabbed me repeatedly. He's like, you were possessed and rabid. And I didn't know then what I know now. I didn't know how to save you. And she's like, no, if you want, you know, you wanted me dead. You, you know, you would have, you would have found a way to save me if you wanted to. And she chases mm -hmm. them out of the room. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. And I, and really, you know, we think about like dreams being a subconscious, you know, or it's our yeah. subconscious and the things yeah. that really bother us. So clearly, you know, this is, and we'll get to that when we get to Dean's, but for Bobby, yeah. it's, so now you're learning. Guilt there's this guilt of this wife that he killed. And mm. now that he knows what he knows, like he, maybe he could have exercised her mm. and not stabbed her. And wow, that has to, no wonder you drink all the time. Like I would be drunk all the time. Like I'd probably be, you know, yeah, you know, that's, that's intense. So yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's why Bobby's dream is so intense. Yeah. Super yeah. intense. Um, and, um, you know, we cut outside real fast and, uh, what we get is a lovely appearance by dorm bra who uh, walks up behind uh, Sam and hits him with a bat, uh, which is not fun. But, um, <clears throat> and he tells, uh, he tells Sam that, you know, you don't belong here. And Sam's like, I'm in my friend's head. And, um, and implies that uh, Dornbra could be a killer. Um, and Dornbra calls himself a god. It's real <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nobody likes you. So we've got Dean back inside though with Bobby, and he's like trying to like still convince Bobby. Like they're in another room. They go, they lock the wife out of the room. He's like, look, this is a dream. It's a nightmare. You know, trying to talk him, convince him. And Bobby's like, I no, let you know, you just gotta let her kill me. He's like, no, step out of this. Um, you've got to believe me. And just says like, you know, just take a deep breath and make it go away. And Bobby does and takes control of his dream at this point. And the wife stops banging and yelling. And uh. Dean tells him to wake up. So, and right at that moment, Dormbra is swinging the bat at Sam's head while Sam's on the ground. And it was like, oh shit, this is gonna be bad because he says sweet dreams. And they all wake up. Very intense. <laughs> yeah, it very is. intense. This whole well, thing is very intense. And I think it also just clicks like you know, a very relatable vibe because I think we have all 
then in a nightmare that you have tried to get yourself out of oh, mm-hmm. it's you know the fucking worst you know where you're just like damn it like i want to wake up now like i'm trying to like wake up why can't i get out of this and then but then also there's that relief of when you do wake up too so yeah. i i'm sure bobby's like yeah. yeah so, so we're gonna go to the hospital now and find out hospital. how bobby's doing oh my gosh so while they're at the hospital, they're kind of looking, Dean and Bobby are looking kind of at the research, but you know, Dean, Dean's kind of got to know what's going on now. He's like, look, Bobby was, was the wife, was that, was that real? And, um, Bobby's response was everyone, everybody got into hunting somehow. Whew. Whew. Now we know what Bobby's catalyst was to become a hunter. Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, Sam comes in and Stoner Boy, aka uh, Dorm Bra, is actually named uh, Jeremy. He's no longer in his dorm. He's long gone. And apparently he's like crazy smart. And his head injury as a child was his dad took a baseball bat to his head as a child. Uh, And then his dad died before he turned 10. So that ties into a couple of interesting things here. There's a lot of tiebacks at this point in the conversation that I, I, I did notice, which I'm proud of myself. Cause you know, you always know, like I'm trying to make, like catch things I think may come back. And this couple do first off, uh, obviously he uses a baseball bat to hit Sam. So he's walking around with a baseball bat in the dream. So that ties back to his own head injury. Then number two, um, we cut into Bobby explaining that when he was, you know, when he met him, uh, before I knew it was him, I was talking to him about stuff and he offered me a beer and I drank it. And that gave access to him, his, brain basically because he was able to get whatever it's DNA. Yeah, it's DNA from it. and then bobby's like i felt dumb i felt my felt dumb for it and then but then we all know that dean did the same fuck thing yep and so dean's like so, oh no it wasn't that dumb so, so from a practical it. standpoint though i want to i want to yeah. take this back all yeah, right so it. to do the african dream route you have to have like a part of a person right so he's got basically backwash right from yeah. these so i mean if they like so this is saying if they finish the beer then how is he getting like their backwash out right is he just like like shaking them up real hard to like try and get those last drops of spit out is he like swabbing for like lip cells like i don't know yeah and is that going there like they just to the q-tip in there or if they didn't finish the beer then is he mixing the beer with, with the yellow the, tea uh, the froth it gets an extra frothy that is so frothy it, it is like <laughs> lukewarm and flat so yeah no wonder there's a lot of vomiting associated with african dream root okay so so now they need to work fast and not go to sleep because they gotta get a bunch of coffee because now Jeremy, we know his name is not just dorm bra or stoner boy. Uh, apparently he uh, can now get into either Bobby or Dean's brains if they fall asleep. So they both have yeah. to stay awake. Yeah, so this is very, we're very nightmare on Elm Street at this point, right? Can't go to sleep or one, two, Friday's coming from you for you. That, that rhyme. Guess what, guess what I've never seen. You've never seen any of the nightmares? Nope. I remember watching like one of the TV shows on like a babysitter let me when I was a kid. That's about it. Oh, the nightmare ones are good. At least the first few ones were. And so were the Friday the 13th. I haven't watched any in the, like the last 10, but you know, the, the original ones that were all in the eighties were, were lots of fun. Lots of punishing I, I girls play, I, for having I, sex. I used to play uh, roller derby with the chick who killed Freddie and Freddie's dead. 
You did. So there you go. That's my shout out to Leslie Dean. Whoop, whoop. I just said All a right. whoop, whoop. I am so sorry. If really someone uh, shoot me, forgive me. Whoop, All whoop. right. Whoop, whoop. Can I get a what? What? All right. So that, do you need some Fago to go with that? All we right. Do. Uh, so we got on. they're on some truckers. I think they're all they're, on they, trucker speed. They are so caffeinated. Two days later. Oh shit. Oh shit. So they're driving. Sam and Dean are driving. And then and Dean is on fucking edge. He is not handling his lack of sleep or caffeine well. But he really wants to find this Jeremy guy. Uh, and there's no leads. Bobby and Bella are hanging together while, and Bobby asks, and while they're, and now while they're trying to research stuff and Bobby asks Bella why she's helping. And she's like, I'm surprised you don't remember Flagstaff. So there's the second reference. We've gotten to this now. I'm like, okay. So Dean though, back in the car pulls off the road. He's like, fuck this. I'm taking a nap. Just let him come to me. I don't give a shit anymore. Naps, naps, naps. Yeah, I know Liz's his favorite thing. And, um, and he's like, look, at least, you know, Sam's like, but that's, Jer- that's Jeremy's turf. He's a God there. And you, uh, and, and so, so Sam's like, so I'm going to go with you. And Dean's like, no, I don't want you in my head. But Sam, Sam already put, yeah, Sam already pulled out his hair. Like he just like straight up and, and went yep. and as he plops out of it. And so we're going to, they wake up and they're still in the car. Uh, and then, but there's someone outside the car. Who's and- outside? Is it Freddie? Oh no, the music Dream Little Dream of Me is playing. Which I do love that song. It's a great it song. A great song. And it's Lisa. <gasps> Lisa's on the blanket. Oh, the lo- oh. Lovely little picnic setup, looking all adorable and waiting, yeah. just waiting for Dean. Yep. Yeah, and so Dean is pretty much trying to play off like you know, he's being a super tough guy. Like, what? Mm, I've never is- had this dream before. Mm. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's very sad and sweet. And Sam looks kind of sad for him, for Dean about watching this. So Lisa said, tells Dean that she loves him. And then they go staticky and disappears. It's very, very sad and stressful. So she disappears and then they see Jeremy in the woods and they go to chase him. But of course, what happens? What always fucking happens? They get fucking separated again. <laughs> Jeez. Well, they didn't intentionally separate. This time they just got separated. I know. So Dean ends up in basically kind of like a motel room hallway. It's and this cool. hallway is basically bought all the mural wallpaper from the from Etsy and of the tree, the tree mural wallpaper, and yeah. then put that up. And so to whatever set decorator did that high fives because i have one of those murals up and i did it on one wall and it nearly ended a 20-year friendship drove me to suicide (laughs) and in some ways almost set my house on fire because it's it's basically like hanging wallpaper but like worse somehow they made hanging wallpaper (laughs) worse and you've got to match all like the little things up and they never quite match right like for some reason it's always going to be like a half an inch longer on like this one tree branch and you're going to get a bubble in there so you guys man it was fucking it was epic i loved it uh so but what did you think it was like a motel or did you think it was it looked like a hotel I, i thought it was hotel or motel um, and it, they just did a really good job having like the full on wallpaper effect, which matched the woods. So Dean's in this hallway with all these doors in it, but it looks like woods, but it's not. And Sam's in the fucking woods still. I just thought it was a really neat effect. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Um, and you know, I like wallpaper. So, I mean, you know. 
But um, so while Dean's walking down this hallway, of course, the door at the end opens and he goes in and it looks like they're like a kind of like a subdued tone version of the cool ass motel room they're staying in. I thought it was the same motel room. Do you I thought see it was the same? I just thought it was a little bit like, oh. like oh, a, not, as vi- not as vibrant. That's how it felt I think I just got obsessed with the couches that were in there because they had these like settees and I that was all I saw. They had two settees like at the end and they both were teal and tucked in, in velvet. And I was like, where the fuck are those things and why are they not in my house right now? <gasps> No, I just, I thought it was the same room. I just thought they like intentionally made it slightly like, okay, that's all. Okay. Um, I can do that. Yeah. So, and there's someone sitting at the writing desk and he thinks it's Jeremy. So he's like, come on, you know, like whatever. But um, that person sitting there turning their lamp on and off, but they turn around and no, it's, it's himself. It's Dean. So Dean walked in on Dean. Yeah. So I hate this trope. I, I this is one of the reasons I don't like this episode. Yeah. I don't like characters talking to themselves. Okay. It's just it's too too literal. It's too literal, right? It's just like I, I think these could probably be done in a more subtle way. Uh, I also really dislike this version of Demon Dean. Like he really creeps me out. Um, but I, this is also like where it was supposed to be. Uh, supposed to be jason from nightmare from from friday and i think that's why i said we'll get back to this that i think even i think this is a much better choice like as much as i think the trope is you know uh, they had made the same introspection come out of him versus jason that would have been amazing i just don't think you could have done that i just don't think you could have done it i don't think we could have gotten the depth of the character that you got from the scene if it had been that no, that's, I would agree with that. Yeah. So we get, um, you know, a, a dialogue between, I started writing Dean and Dean too, because that's, I mean, otherwise my notes would get fucking bonkers. Um, and um, Dean too says, we need to talk. And like, and Dean calls it out. It's like, I get it. My own nightmare. Uh, you know, need one-on-one time. And Dean too is like, no, you can't lie to me. <laughs> Basically it says that you're dead inside and look, you look in the mirror and you hate what you see uh and dean dean's like ah, this isn't gonna work you're not real so dean dean is basically sticking with like look this is some shit in my head this isn't real i'm not gonna really buy into this this is i'm being fucked with kind of an attitude but i think that we as the viewer realize that this is really this really is dean in denial and dean calling himself out in a lot of ways does that make sense Mm-hmm. but so, also i think it's you know the complete opposite of what everybody would say just <laughs> to talk to yourself in a mirror you're telling yourself some really shitty things and sometimes we have to own up to some hard truths but oh, yeah. also you know he's you know there is a mat and like i'm surprised these guys aren't catholic there's so much guilt in here oh my god like yeah. it's just like oh my god like this pile of guilt that he's feeling for everything yeah. and and then also the fact that you know what he feels deserving of which we can you know finally come out to but i but also he can't control what's happening in the stream no and that's an interesting part too so um dean thinks he's gonna get out but he can't he snaps his fingers and but dean two doesn't go away and dean two locks him in the room um and uh so yeah sam wakes up though we cut back to him and he's wakes up in baby and he sees dean next to him and tries to wake him but it's actually jeremy and he has the bat and so 
they have to have a little bit of a scuffle. Um, and, but Jeremy's basically tells him like, Hey, you know, the doctor got me hooked on this stuff and then took it away. I needed it because I felt like I wasn't sleeping because I wasn't dreaming. And so I had to kill him. And I just want to dream. Off, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's really dumb. But somehow he like uses his dream powers to stake and tie Sam to the ground. It's such a, like, <laughs> the choice the choice of how we're restraining sam is so fucking bizarre and i guess because this area didn't have any trees right and they're like well what are you gonna do with him like i guess we tie him like i can see this conversation happening going well there's no trees and we want to keep this area clear i guess we just take him to the ground and i'm like yeah all right let's take him to the ground that'll like you get in the ground you know so it's very odd and then we cut back to the motel, though, where Dean, too, is still lecturing Dean. <clears throat> and it's pretty like, I mean, it is pretty profound. And it's, it's a lot of it ties back to a very a much meaner way of saying what Sam has been telling him. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you're going to hell. You won't lift a finger to stop it for yourself because you have low self-esteem. You've got nothing outside of Sam. And it, I mean, it gets meaner than that. Uh, but yeah no but i think but he's being way more and i think you're just like it's the same it's not the same thing sam has been telling him no but but at the beginning of the episode sam was sad because dean wouldn't fight for himself and this is kind of like calling him out for fighting not fighting for himself but also in a meaner way but also telling but explaining why he doesn't think he's worthy of it but also just you know it's there's a lot of tough love and not in a good way but really blaming a lot of stuff on you know what he's how he worshiped john right yeah. and about mindless attack dog um yeah, yeah. and, and what then, you, why don't like, you have any of your own wants and dreams and all you have is your car your jacket and your music and the, but those aren't even yours they're all dads you have no original thought I'm like oh my god yeah and then you know it's fucking and then it's, harsh but he but this it's means harsh that, but, but this you means know, that he knows this and he has to process it because this is all in his own head yeah, is all his own. These are his insecurities, and they are all fucking valid insecurities. I would be concerned if I wore the same jacket that my dad wore. That you know, what do all these things means? And then he finally tells himself, and it's like I think this big, you know, one of the big like Dean secrets is you know your own father didn't care whether you lived or died. Why should you? And I think that is you know really pivotal because again, this is what Dean believes. And we yeah. know it's not true. We know John certainly cared whether or not, but in, you know, and this is just, you know, any child, you know, people who come from, you know, fucked up families, that these type of things are really, you know, kind of where your brain goes. Cause you're a kid, you're somebody's, you know, you're somebody's child. So it's really sad. Um, but then it becomes really, really empowering and then really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Dean snaps and starts beating the shit out of Dean too. And says that dad is the one who couldn't protect his family and says, and finally, this is like what you said, this is where you really finally, you know, kind of really, it all comes full circle for Dean says, I didn't deserve what he put on me and I don't deserve to go to hell. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that is what's major, right? Not the fucking African dream group. Huge, huge breakthrough emotionally for Dean right here. And and just for the characters in general, because by him admitting this, this doesn't just impact him, this impacts Sam as well. And then we get to that, but I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, but 
And but he's like, this entire time though, has he really felt that he deserved this punishment, right? That going to hell was his punishment for John's taking his place when he died, right? So mm-hmm. as it's him finally letting go of that, which hopefully it is, right? Like that's yeah. that is a really huge burden for somebody yeah. to be carrying. Yeah. I mean, is it a wrong burden? I don't know. And so, so so and then he shoots scene two. So, how did you feel about that? That's really intense, like shooting yourself. Like, I mean, even if it's not you, it's a version of you. And, but, or was it him shooting his self doubt? Is it more symbolic than that, or is it him shooting the the negative voice in his head? I I don't know. I thought it was a really like profound found choice or was it just a knee-jerk reaction and didn't wasn't as symbolic as that i don't know i thought it was a really like whoa moment though yeah no and you could certainly read all those things so if anything though it's at least visually very uh very broad because it was a shot it was a shotgun right so it wasn't like he shot himself once in the head with a bullet which would have been one statement but to have the multiple shots coming from shotgun blasts like where the, so then you actually get that visceral like something pushed back Leo you know, from the power of this like yeah it's it is super intense but we're gonna go to some more intense shit it's it even worse so we see Jeremy beating the fuck out of Sam with a baseball bat while Sam's tied to the ground so what's also really crazy about this is that Jared Padalecki had just thrown out his back so he's having basically like i don't know if you've ever thrown out your back but after that then having somebody beat you with a baseball bat are you over 40 and have sneezed awkwardly then you've you've thrown out your back like i don't know well if you're you're a woman then you just peed on yourself but i mean so it's yeah so the the stunt double did take most of it but i he was but the stunt double was like that guy was not holding back so i like apparently bra has his own issues to work out so we cut back though to dean and dead dean too we think but dean two's eyes open and he is demonized he's got black demon eyes and he's demon dean and nobody likes it nobody likes this very upsetting and he very very aggressively says you can't escape me dean you're gonna die and this is what you're gonna be this is what you're gonna become yeah so this is also a high tone like i don't like that this is why i don't like this episode because i just don't like it. it yeah, I think you just cut out my headphones. Like, I'm just, sorry. <laughs> it was. I was. Woo. Wait, I, I also want to hear. Is Kevin howling? No, not yet. I can make him probably though. <laughs> I was like, that would be great if in the background we just heard this. <laughs> he did. He did a, I, I left the. I was home for a little bit the other day, like last week. I was home and I left for a little bit, and then while I was gone, he stood at the door and howled. It was really cute. And Dave sent me a video. There we go. <clears throat> Kevin, my hellhound. Um. So All right, so we're gonna about to go back to the woods. Yeah. Now we're back to Jeremy in the woods, and he's like, tell, he's telling Sam, like, you can't stop me. I'm in control. Uh, Sam's like, uh, no, nah, I took the dream route too. So guess what? I can fucking control shit now too. So all of a sudden, you hear, you hear a man yelling for Jeremy, and it's the guy's terrible fucking dad, Jeremy's evil dad, who was the one that hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like this is actually kind of like a little bit like emotional torture kind of thing because you see jeremy's kind of like dad like excited at first and then he's like oh no my dad's an asshole oh shit oh shit this is not good i'm traumatized and dad's like yelling for him 
So why yeah, so <laughs> very very upsetting. I'm like, oh, this is. I mean, not that I'm saying I don't deserve it. I'm just. I saying. do, but this also like. A, there's a there's some shit here for like and I don't know how much of this I want to unpack no. and so I think I just want to leave it in the box that Sam called somebody's abusive father to come back and punish him yeah and I'm just going to take that now and I'm going to put it in this chest yeah. I'm closing the lid I'm locking it and the key is turned and we're never talking about it again okay so, so um, Sam, Sam's able to get escape it during this happening and uh it starts hitting the shit out of Jeremy, basically. That's that's basically what yeah. He hits him, hits, hits him with a wiffle ball bat. And so uh, Jeremy, <laughs> like Jeremy gets like that, you know, like this and like that. He got hit with the wiffle ball bat, you know. So uh, we're gonna flash back to Birdland. Oh, comforting, comforting Birdland. Uh yes. Um. Oh wait, are we back there? I think no. We're back with the they're back. We're back in baby now, but they're both real sweaty. Oh, I think maybe I missed, I don't know, go on. Yeah, so, uh, and anyway, so Sam's pretty excited that he was actually able to like dream weave because he was able to concentrate by doing that. That's how he called the the dad. Um, And um, Bobby, Bobby and, you know, you're right. We are back in the motel. I lied, I'm sorry. I was like, wait, I'm like, okay. They wake up in baby, but then they get back. Then all of a sudden we're back in the motel. That's pretty fast, but. And Bobby um, asks if Sam's ability to dream weave was tied to any of his psychic abilities. Uh, and Sam, he doesn't really think so. He thinks it's just from the freaking stupid roots. Well, but he like he hesitates. And I think there's also something in the way Bobby says your psychic stuff. Like it doesn't sound like there's anything positive in the way Bobby is saying that. No, Bobby's oh, just no. like, Bobby doesn't have a good feeling about this stuff. It's like kind of being at like, as I'm sure many of you experience over holidays, like at a table with one of those relatives who says something kind of off and you're like, mm, we can't say that word anymore. And, you know, and no, it's not really part of that. Yeah. And just, that's the way he says psychic stuff. And I'm like, no, Bobby, be more kind, be more kind to Sam. Like, well. that's just mean. But also, say I think Sam picks up on that. That's why he's like, "Uh, what?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no psychic stuff here. Nothing to see here. Move along." Yeah. Um, and um, they notice that Bella's completely gone. They think that's weird. And and Dean's like, "Yeah, she told us that you know Bobby had saved her life in Flagstaff." Bobby's like, "Uh, what? No, I just got her a really fucking good deal on an am- amulet in Flagstaff. I didn't save her life. And so we better check our shit and see what's if she what she stole." And guess what she stole? The motherfucking cult. Bella stole the cult. Bella stole the cult. Woohoo, Bella. Bella stole the cult. You're so happy for her. I love her so much. I love a cat burglar. She's so great. Just like, oh, la la la, cha cha cha. Look at me over here with my tarot cards. Nah, I can't find anything. Uh, And then like, oh no. And then she's like, see you suckers. And she just like runs off with the cult. It's fucking awesome. Go Bella. Um, All right. And then so. Dean says, pack your crap. We're going to hunt the bitch down. Uh, So then we get to see Trunk. Team Trunk. Hi, Trunk. Team Trunk. We miss you. Team Trunk. Uh, Yeah. And then um, we get a important cutaway. Now we're going to have the actual conversation with, um, Sam and Dean a little bit about you know what was in our his head bro- yeah we're getting our bro mint about would you see man would you see so uh Sam's like no it was just Jeremy he d- denies seeing the part with Lisa um and then 
why? I mean, like, why would you? I mean, I guess I don't know because they're they're weird about this stuff. It's stupid, but also would mean that Dean had to admit that he had um, feelings for a female and he wasn't just fucking somebody. And it would also mean that he would have to acknowledge that he would that he fantasizes about a family life that he has chosen a different path from. Yeah, seems like something you should talk about with your brother, and you know. I and mean, also, like, it just it seems so weird to be like, no, of course you remembered it. Like, why do you, like, I don't know. I think it's stupid that boys are stupid. Yes, they um, are. So, and then we get, um, <clears throat> finally, you know, Dean's kind of like just playing off everything he saw. But then he says, I've been doing some thinking. I don't want to die or go to hell. So Sam says, we'll find a way to save you. And Dean says, okay, good. It doesn't end there. And then we see... Demon Dean again. You can't escape Dean. Yep. And he snaps out the lights. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Don't like this scene. Don't like this Demon Dean. No. I think it's interesting that you keep saying this Demon Dean. Hmm. <laughs> what? Anyways, so that's, here we go um so you had mixed feelings about the episode in general you had said that you, you don't, you don't like, hate it as much as you thought but there's things you don't love about it but it... yeah i mean here's the thing there's lots of instances in here that just make me very emotionally uncomfortable i don't like being emotionally uncomfortable probably Fair. you know there's there are some legitimate feelings that this brought up in me but I don't like feeling feelings. So that is probably one of these. I was like, yeah, I, I, I understand your sense of growth. I get it. Um, So I much prefer episodes where I don't have to feel that type of things where, you know, where people get murdered or, you know, you know, those are so much more fun. Uh, But (laughs) did you hear what you just said? I know. Mm. Okay. Just, just checking. No, I get it. Yeah, I, I just this, this is, is this is, is also the friend who this is a friend who last night sent you a picture of a top and said, "Is this top too too satanic?" <laughs> so I yeah. we we know what I like, but yeah, yeah, and so but and for those reasons, yes, it's actually a quite a good episode because it did make me feel feels. Um, were there things that I, that I thought were stupid? Of course, um, yeah. Well, but I'm not gonna lie. Some, I would say yeah. that I, would find, I can find things I thought were stupid in every episode, but that's pretty much all shows. No. So. it's also like if you're gonna ask me, do I want to rewatch this episode? No, I do not want to rewatch this episode at all. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on it? No, I, I, uh, I think it does have. It had like some, you know, we had some, we've had some kitsch a couple times recently. This was a little bit more intense. Um, it was a little bit more. Um, well, there was some silliness. There was, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there was some like, you know, some some kitschiness and some funniness. We've got this cool motel room and some good one-liners and things like that. There was a lot of real emotion. And I do think that's important, especially to drive the story forward because it was getting old once again with the, I don't care if I'm going to die, go to hell forever. Fuck it. The kind of attitude from Dean. <laughs> I like versus... how he became like a hillbilly. <laughs> I don't care if I go to hell. Fuck it. <laughs> That's where I went with it. You're welcome. Uh, when Sam's just like, whoop, whoop, I'm sad, but then I'm mad, but then I'm sad, but then I'm mad because you don't fucking care if you go to hell and die. So, I, I mean, that part, we at least we got like a, a minor breakthrough on that, which is deeply needed, deeply needed. But um, but it was also fairly intense. Like, honestly, 
this was a Dean episode all around. Uh, and I, 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 I love that Bobby was the catalyst for that because I love Bobby. Like you do too. I probably, you probably love him a lot more. I'm still learning to love Bobby because I don't know him that well, but I've always enjoyed his character when I've seen him. So, but I think that, um, learning about Bobby, we learned more about his character. We also got to learn, uh, we also got to see some deep growth in Dean and Sam got to kind of just play his supporting role in all of that occurring. And then some fun ways, right? He got to, he got to be, you know, comic relief, you know, he got to be goofy, goofy, horny Sam and get a boner, which, you know. Yeah. Uh, so what was the theme of the episode sam had a boner that is pretty much what we take i was like i was like i forgot about that part already and that you're still stuck on that and i'm just like that's the that's the only thing i remember about this so all right anything else that's all i got all right well then cheers jerk wait wait Uh, i thought you did you say wait no no okay cheers jerk cheers bitch merry christmas Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, so you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.